Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome. And today we have a social innovator in a different market segment than you're used to. And that is Nancy Angus from Age Big. Welcome, Nancy. Hi, Peter. Good morning. So, in terms of your, let's start with your background as a student, your post-secondary education. Well, I'm based here in Thunder Bay and uh, did my um, my uh, degree at uh, Lakehead, um, Lakehead University in Thunder Bay. But I had uh, kind of a break during my education where I um, ended up having surgery and started taking um, courses by um, uh, correspondence and then was able to finish off my degree at Lakehead. And um, that was kind of the start of recognizing that sometimes my path isn't always as linear as I would have hoped. Um, you have to kind of uh, roll with the punches as they, as they are and uh, kind of move forward. But after I got my degree in psychology, I started working and kind of always pursuing lifelong education, including um, my gerontology uh, work at uh, Ryerson University. And then I went and took a, a adult and continuing education uh, certification program through University of Victoria. So I consider myself a lifelong student. Yeah, well, it's uh, so unfortunate that you're so rich that it's not a problem to do that. <laughs> okay, so let's get into your work experience. Where was your first job, your second job, and so on? In Thunder Bay, my very first job was at a restaurant called uh, The Sunday Shop, uh, where I worked um, not on the floor. I worked in the uh, kitchen. I had to. Rem- I remember cleaning the grill with pickle juice at the end of the shift, and uh, needless to say, that was quite an um, an eye-opening experience of getting into the labor market. Um, from there, I went to a job that was a little bit cleaner, and when I was in high school, and I I started working at Simpson Sears in Department 11 and 21, China and Housewares. And I learned a lot, actually, from my jobs in high school. Um, I learned a lot from, you know, the people I was working with. I mean, when I left to go to university, um, my staff in the China and Housewares Department at at Sears, um, one of the older women had a a going-away party for me in her backyard, and I've never forgotten that. And they gave me um, a piece of pottery. It was a, a Canada goose. And they say, wherever you fly away to, you know, always remember us back home here in Thunder Bay. So it's, it's always stayed with me. And I, I love the fact that through work you can learn from people you work with and those lifelong lessons you take with you. So what happened next after university? Um, after, um, you know, kind of those first kind of couple of opportunities of, of working in, in jobs, I moved to Toronto Um I got a job as an assistant or actually a management trainee in a bookstore chain, and I was laid off um, from that job. And I was living in a rooming house in downtown Toronto, and uh, 
um, North Toronto, and uh, I said, okay, I have to do something here. I have to get my work back together. I have to figure out what my career path is going to be. And I knew that I grew up with a grandmother just down the street in, in, in Herald Street in Thunder Bay, and she was my inspiration. And so I said, I kind of had that little epiphany, that little light bulb that goes off and said, I'm good with older people, and that's the category I want to work with. So it's funny because uh, just in thinking about this interview today, it took me right back to that time when I was living in Toronto, and uh, I wanted to volunteer. And I went to Sheldrake United Church. They had a seniors program, and it was walking distance from where my rooming house was. And that's how I got into um, recognizing that seniors and recreation was really the field that I wanted to stay in. And from there, I got a job at Harbourfront. I got a job at Harbourfront Centre in downtown Toronto, which is a recreation centre. Um, I coordinated things like canoeing programs for seniors and dance programs. And um, we had some really great um, uh, education series, too, where we just talked um, ethics and all sorts of fascinating kind of topics. And uh, that just led me to work for the City of Toronto, um, during the mayor's, um, with the mayor's committee on aging, and um, and then uh, funny, I just decided to go off and travel. I just had met people from all over the world, and I thought I needed a break, so I took off, traveled for a year, and um, when I got back, I thought I would head out west, but I got as far as Thunder Bay, got a job with the city of Thunder Bay, and here's where I stayed. Okay, so somewhere along the line, you came in with an idea of starting your own operation. How did that happen? Um, well, when I retired, um, because I had a 30-plus career really in um, with a variety of employers, but really what kept coming, the, the thread that kept popping up was working with seniors. And... Uh, my last job was as a recreation programmer with the older adult unit in, in the city of Thunder Bay. When I retired from that, I knew something was up because um, people used to call me and they were very concerned about retirement. Um, you know, we laugh about it. That's kind of something that when you're working, that's what you always think you're looking forward to is when you can retire and have nothing scheduled to do. But um, it's that schedule that means so much to people. And um, when I ended up going to, um, you know, looking at what people were, were asking and how seniors were kind of wanting to connect, it kind of gave me an, an idea that I need to be able to do this on my own as kind of like um, a little project that I want to start and put together. So that's kind of what brought me to doing a lot of contracts with seniors after retirement where I... Um, you know, we coordinated an event in Thunder Bay called um, the Giants, which stood for um, Grand Individuals Aging with Neighbors in Thunder Bay. And that was a digital storytelling project, which I did on my own, um, on a, you know, working for the contract. But then what really kind of made me think is I want to do this as a little business. And it kind of led me to the Social Innovation Challenge at Trinity United Church in March of 2019. And how did you come up with the name? 
Um, well, I, you know, I, I realized that after I retired, I had an awful lot more time to spend with my mother. Um, I should rephrase that. It was an awful amount of time. It was a wonderful amount of time. Uh, my mother, Sis Angus, was, um, she just passed away in February of this year. She was 101 plus. And um, so she was really kind of the person that um, became kind of like our light bulb for my Age Big project. Um, big stands for um, aging boldly, inquisitively, and gratefully. And I try to uh, infuse that kind of enthusiasm in everything that I do and um, in everything that our little project is trying to get off the ground. And, and it's, been, um, it's been guided by my mom. She's passed away, but she enthusiastically supported everything we did. So many people would look at her and say, how did she age um, so confidently and so gracefully? And I said, well, she was our first kind of model for the aging big kind of theory. And, um, you know, she was, she, she was bold. She didn't um, hold back. She was very, um, uh, you, know, she, she stu- you know, she had her opinion. She stood up for herself. She, you know, she questioned things. And I think that she was a great role model for what we can do when we get older. And what are some of the services and programs and events that Age Big does? Um, we are really proud of the fact that um, we are helping um, people who are a little older um, to uh, embrace the technology. And that's, you know, here we are, Peter, you and I are talking um, for a podcast, which, you know, it's fascinating. I mean, I have a background in radio. Years ago, I worked for, um, I was the Northern Ontario correspondent for Morningside with Peter Zosky. And, I, you know, I always loved listening to radio. And now I'm just so excited to hear how podcasts have just kind of embraced so many different ages because I think they're, they just give us more chance to kind of talk and, and hear about things. But with Age Big, we realized that technology is what we have to encourage older people to to connect during COVID. So we started um, a program called Age Big at Home. We're launching it in January of 2021, uh, where it's uh, it's a subscription base. We have, um, you know, a three-month program that we're operating for a small fee um, where we will have monthly, or excuse me, weekly Zoom gatherings really to chat about um, uh, movement, uh, food, uh, music, uh, just all sorts of kind of topics that are um, connect people but are positive, uplifting, and hopefully helpful. And we're trying to build communities by, by using technology. Um, so that's a brand new experience for me. Um, we also use storytelling. We speak to a lot of different groups about um, aging with our philosophy of aging uh, confidently. Um, I do some writing, a lot of uh, writing for different um, groups and, and, and publications. And we're also looking at um, uh, doing a little bit with retirees. So we also offer something called retirement coaching, which is something brand new for a lot of people that uh, you know think, again, why would I need to think about coaching in retirement, but uh, it's something that we've noticed with COVID, how people, if you don't have a routine, as people who have already had to kind of switch over and are working in their homes, uh, it's it's quite something to 
to all of a sudden say, what am I going to do for my day? And we help people kind of find routines to do that. So, Nancy, uh, how is your business supported? What we do is we have, um, right now, you know, a lot of times, as with social innovations, you have to... um, it's different for me because I usually worked with grants, so I never had to charge people for any types of uh, programs. So, with an, you know, with having my my social innovation, I have to recognize that I charge people for the program. So, I recognize that uh, sometimes family members are looking for a gift for their for their um, for their parents, um, or we also have an opportunity where we have an angel investor who steps forward who can help you know cover some of the expenses for someone who may not be able to uh, pay for a, a membership in our our um, age big at home program uh, so it's it's we're looking for um, we ask people to kind of contribute to our business and we roll it back in so that uh, um, I also work with a younger person um, who I really feel it's important to. Um, she's a social worker and a creative extraordinaire, I call her. Um, so I want to make sure that, you know, she gets some um, wages as well. So that's what we're trying to do is kind of uh, keep our, our fees competitive and um, but also keep rolling them back into the company so we can expand and reach more uh, seniors who are really living independently. That's the group that we really want to connect to. Where I live in Thunder Bay, we have a very high percentage of people who live in their own homes and, um, you know, are in their 80s, 90s, and beyond and uh, are still living independently. So um, it can be pretty isolating and pretty lonely if you're uh, if you're in a house by yourself and you're, um, you know, your neighbors are changing and you don't know people. So, um, our program really tries to shake that up and connect people in some way. Nancy, uh, could you give us a couple of examples uh, of what you've done? Uh, yes, I can. Um, one of the things that we've um, that we've kind of uh, been really proud of is um, we've been able to um, connect uh, people who are living. Um, for example, one person uh, lives with his daughter and granddaughter, and um, his daughter has called, you know, in order to get her dad into the program so we can connect with him and connect him to people in the community. Um, we've been able to um, work with different groups, uh, storytellers that are uh, able to kind of give people a chance to sit down, put together a digital story, and um, share that digital story in a way of of educating people in the community. Um, I feel that through storytelling, there's a great way of engaging uh, younger people to learn a little bit more about um, some of the older people that they may not have had any experience in, you know, um, connecting with in their life. Like a lot of young people don't have any grandparents around or, um, you know, their parents maybe don't mix with any of the older people um, on their street. So through our, um, through the Giants program that I was involved with, we were able to create an an education toolkit where we could uh, roll that out into, um, to some of the classrooms so that kids could watch a a three-minute digital story 
that one of the seniors had written and voiced. And then they could talk about some of the questions that, um, you know, they had about that digital story, perhaps with the actual person who wrote it. So those are, you know, to me, those are some of the, the, the interesting calls that I'm getting right now, too, from people who are saying, um, you know, I, I'm just recognizing that come this winter, I'm going to be stuck at home. I won't be able to, to go out and do the things that I, I you know, enjoy. Like, I, I just like, especially people who live by themselves, they say that one of the things that they really enjoy is going out and talking to somebody at the grocery store. And now, you know, because we have to do our grocery business so quickly um, that you're not encouraged to stand and chat to people or, or even to, you know, talk to the teller in some cases, so, or the, um, the checkout person. So it's, been, it's, been, it's really a, a learning experience. And I feel with Age Big, we're constantly looking at new opportunities that people are asking for, new things that people are, are trying to, um, to embrace. And to me, that's exciting. So what about expansion? Have you uh, had inquiries from other communities who want to maybe look at starting a, an age big as a social franchise in their community? Um, I haven't had anybody do that yet, but I would imagine through through this podcast that might be something that's possible. I mean, it's quite fascinating just the the opportunity to have our Age Big at Home program. Uh, we've had people registering from St. Thomas, Ontario, Ottawa, Toronto. Um, someone uh, said, you know, they have a friend that lives in BC. Could they participate? So um, I can see this. I think there's good things coming out of COVID. I mean, I'm trying to be an optimist, um, not, of course, you know, illness, but there's some really good social connecting that people are recognizing. Um, one of the projects I worked with when I've been working with uh, age-friendly Thunder Bay is um, we developed a, a kind of a team of eight, um, you know, kind of your home-to-stay team, eight people or eight businesses that you need if you live in your own home. And that's been quite fascinating to people because, you know, the, most people say, oh, I, I don't have eight people that I could call. Um, but we're trying to encourage people to start developing that team. And, and that's, again, I think one of the things that's coming out of COVID is I don't know about where you live, Peter, but in, in Thunder Bay in the summer, we had so many people that were taking their lawn chairs out and were gathering in public parks and, um, you know, socially distant, but, but connecting face-to-face. I thought that was so encouraging. Um, you know, of course, we're, we're not able to, you know, it's getting cold here, so we can't do as many of the outdoor gatherings as, as we did, but I see that, that kind of um, opportunity for for programs like mine, the Age Big at Home, to uh, really be uh, filling the needs of community isolation and, and community inclusion, too. Well, Nancy, it's obviously that you found a niche market that really needs some help, and creating that social enterprise is making a difference. So how do people was, reach you? you know, to get I, I, I recognize I, I participated in a 2019 social innovation challenge at Trinity United Church in Thunder Bay. Right. And um, 
I'd always had this little dream to do to set out on my own. Like I said, I always kind of worked for other people or, you know, worked under grants and, and did a lot of the behind-the-scenes work. But I felt by being in the Innovation Challenge, it gave me the confidence to develop my pitch, to stand up publicly in front of people and say, this is what I want to do. This is the need I see in the community, and this is how I feel I can help to maybe not solve the entire need, but at least try chipping away at it. And and I I just feel so blessed by that um, opportunity uh, to, you know, be over there. I just, I won the, the uh, first place and I won the, the people's choice to me was all the pitches were so cool. There were so many um, neat ideas and I was just, flabbergasted that I, I got the people's choice, but to me was like even more exciting than getting um, the uh, first place. Uh, and I just, that whole experience when you have mentors in the community that can help you access funding, uh, that can help you um, uh, just uh, sh- shape your project because make make it more real realistic. Like sometimes, you know, we have this really huge dream that we want to accomplish, but you have to narrow that focus down in order to to have a deliverable product, and uh, and like I say, my background isn't in business. My background is in recreation, and um, where I you know I, I have to break even to run a program, but I don't necessarily have to make a profit. But now, uh, running a business, I have to be able to make a profit because I have to you know um, pay my uh, contractors that are helping me on these projects. And um, and I want to be able to, and I, I, I recognize, too, that I want to be able to pay myself. Um, and that's something that I learned at the Social Innovation Challenge, too, was just, um, you know, it's, it's good to give everything away, but in order to keep going, you have to be able to bring in a little bit of income in order to have those projects go forward. So, so uh, I consider this as a, um, a great opportunity. So, Nancy... Uh how do people uh, find your organization? How do they get in contact with you? Um, we have a little uh, a website that we've launched. It's called uh, agebig.com. My email is nancy at agebig.com. And really what I'm very, very proud of is we have a blog. And um, I, you know, I encourage people to go have a look at our blog, um, you know, likes, read some of the stories, uh, you know, put your likes down. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm not terribly savvy in those yet, but I am, I have that on my to-do list, Peter, to be, um, you know, a little bit more uh, uh, focused on that. But I do have to say that our very first Instagram posting um, was a picture of my mom, Sif, 101, um, and it was picked up by uh, Nivea UK, the Nivea cream company in uh, the United Kingdom, and that was our very first Instagram posting. So um, I recognize that we're onto something that's really um, exciting and positive and promotes aging in a way that's connected and um, um, community-based, and I'm excited about that. Um, The other thing that I want to draw your attention to, Peter, is if you have a chance, um, in January of this year, my mother passed in February of 2020. She was a lifelong um, United Church uh, member, um, 
West, First Wesley United Church in Thunder Bay with her congregation. Um, I learned from her how important it was to keep doing things, um, you know, to have a community that supported her. And uh, so I recognized that she aged really well because she had some purpose to get up for in the day. Uh, it was her family, but it also was her, her church community. And she was her church's official hugger that gave her something to look forward to. And um, on our blog, on hbig.com uh, forward slash blog, um, there's a story that she wrote and voiced uh, in January of 2020, and it's up on our, our uh, blog site, and it's, it's quite funny. It's three minutes long, and um, it talks about her experience of uh, being a patient in the uh, Thunder Bay Regional Hospital um, and and just the power of friendship. So it's uh, so I, I direct your uh, your listeners to watch that video and, and get a chuckle. Well, Nancy, you've uh, accomplished an awful lot in retirement, which is not retirement, and you're moving no. forward in a in a big way on age. So thank you for taking the time this morning, and. Uh, Congratulations on what you've accomplished. Oh, thank you so much, Peter, for this opportunity. I'm, I'm really grateful, and I encourage all um, people that have social innovations to, um, to persevere, uh, to recognize that there's um, sometimes it's slow, uh, but in my case, I see um, I've got some young collaborators that are working with me that is exciting for me because I want people to want to work with with me, I'm in my 60s now, so I want people to want to work with us, uh, older people in the community. And uh, I also feel that um, by through social innovation, we can make um, positive changes in our world. Thank you very much.